Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So today is a very important day for six of our kids. In fact, I would argue that today is one of the most important days they will experience in the entirety of their lives. Because today is the day they give their life to Christ and the day they proclaim their faith to the world by entering into the waters of baptism, becoming members of the body of Christ. And so on this holy occasion, and to prepare these candidates for these life-changing steps they're about to take in just a few minutes, what I would like to do is to walk all of us through the significance of giving one's life to Christ, and then what it means to participate in the sacrament of baptism. And this is an absolutely amazing story that that should almost bring you to your knees when you remember just how good and amazing our God is. So... In a nutshell, this is how I see it. There there is this being, this energy, this force, this person who created this marvelously complex and beautiful universe that we inhabit called God. And what makes this God so remarkable is this God didn't just create the universe and step back to see how things played out. No, this is the kind of God who loves his creatures and his creation so much that he is intimately involved in everything. But what's even remarkable than than knowing that a being like that even exists is coming to understand as the Bible proclaims over and over again that what this God wants most is to love and be loved by us. And you guys have got to hear this. What our God wants most in, in all the universe is to love and be loved by us. How remarkable is that? Right? This God wanted to live in relationship with us so much that that what he did was, first of all, he showed up into the world. This God actually, and we don't, we take this stuff for granted, right? We're Christians, we've been doing it for a while. Think about that. The creator of all of this decided to come into the world and chase after us. That's how madly in love he is, which is exactly what we find playing out in the life and teachings of Jesus throughout the gospels. Because Jesus is what it looks like for God, the infinite to take on human form and to walk among us. And what this God did as he walked among us is he basically spent his life traveling all over the land of Israel, a little bit beyond that, loving others. And what that love looked like lived out was Jesus devoting every single moment of his life to causing his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Or by loving the unlovable, healing the sick, setting the captives free, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, proclaiming this good news along with inviting everyone he encountered to follow. This God, Jesus, came into the world to save us and everything else. He came to make everything right. And if that's not enough, or it's not enough that we know that the creator of the universe stepped down out of his existence to chase after us. What this God does that goes even beyond that is on the cross. This God gave his, his life, his everything, to not only reveal his love to us in a way that, that can't be denied, 
but it's made a way for every single one of us, no matter who we are, no matter what we have done, to be forgiven of our sins so that we can be set free to live in relationship with him. Did you hear that? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can be forgiven. You can be saved and set free, which is a relationship that begins in the here and now as God walks us with us through every part of this life, which is absolutely remarkable. But then it's a relationship that goes on forever and ever into the eternal life because once this God gets a hold of us, he's never going to let us go. And then the way we enter into this relationship, the way we accept this gift, this salvation that God has offered to us, we don't have to jump through hoops. We don't have to be perfect. We don't somehow have to earn our way in and do it all right. No, the way we enter into a relationship with this God is by simply saying yes, by accepting God's grace, by putting our faith in Christ, which is exactly what these six candidates are about to do when they answer the simple question. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you confess him as Lord and Savior of the world? Because when they say yes to that, ultimately what they're doing is saying yes to following Jesus. They're putting their faith in Christ, and the world is going to change for them. And please know that that what it means to, to put your faith in Christ is not just about believing in who Christ was, but it's actually about believing in Jesus in his way so much that we devote the entirety of our lives to following and serving him with everything that we are. That's what faith is all about. And then this is the thing that absolutely blows me away every single time I think about it. What happens when we say yes to this God, what happens when we say yes to Jesus, is not only are we forgiven and saved and set free, which is amazing in itself, but it's also the case that this God comes to live within us in the form of the Holy Spirit. I mean, take a moment to think about what you know about how big this world is and then how big this universe is. I mean, it's mind-boggling. The one who created all of this, when we say yes to his invitation, in some mysterious way, he comes and makes his home within us. And if that doesn't take your breath away, when you hear that, you're missing the point. It doesn't get any better than that. And then what this God does is he walks with us each and every day. If we will listen, if we will pay attention, is he forms and guides and shapes and molds us into the people he created us to be. Or for me, in a nutshell, that's what's going on when you say yes to following Jesus, which is no doubt a step, a decision that will change your life forever. So candidates, are you guys ready for this? I'm going to need a little more excitement than that. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people in here, but I'm going to need some excitement here. So if you're ready to um, make this confession of faith, I invite you up on stage where um, Lacey is going to be asking you one of the most important questions of your life. And as they make their way to the stage, will you guys join me in prayer? Father, today is a huge day for these kids, and not only for these kids, but for all of us as we remember the same confession of faith, the same baptism we went through. And so we invite you again into this place, especially into the lives of these kids as they say yes to following you. May they from this point and from now on know that, they are, that you are with them every step of the way. May you enter into their lives and begin to shape and mold them into who God created them to be. May this be something that they never forget. 
And Lord, it's in your name and for our sake that we pray. Amen. Okay. Are you excited? Are you smiling? Okay. Just check and make sure they're awake with me today. Miles, do you believe Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God, and do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Welcome to the family of God. Sterling, do you believe Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God, and do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Welcome to the family. Steele, do you believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you now accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Welcome to the family. Slade. Do you believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you now accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Welcome to the family of God. Gideon, do you believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you now accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Welcome to the family. Easton. Do you believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Welcome to the family of God. All right, would you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Lord, we want to celebrate these candidates for baptism. We are so grateful for this opportunity to welcome each and every one of them as new brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank you for your goodness in calling us to know you and put our trust in you. We pray that each of their baptisms may be true outward declarations to the world of the inward change of their hearts and their decision to live in Christ. We pray that you will renew your spirit within us all and help us to nurture each and every one of these candidates as they continue to grow in their faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so, so now that our candidates have made their confession of faith, but before they make their way back to the waters of baptism, um, there's a couple of important things that, that you need to know about this next step before you take it. So um, and this is not only for our kids. Remember, what I want you guys to get who have already been through this process is to remember the day when you made this decision, the day when your life was changed. So, so you not only remember how amazing and wonderful that was, but maybe you'll take a moment and recommit yourself to who God has called you to be. So the reason why baptism is so important, or, or the reason why this is an event that, that these kids are never going to forget is because... What's going on through this holy and sacred act is in a symbolic way you guys are showing the world what's already taken place within you as you gave your life to Christ. Because what going under the water of baptism represents is, first of all, in the same way when you get dirty and you have to go take a shower and bath to, to cleanse yourself of all the dirt and grime, well, that's, that's what happens in baptism. Except it's the sin, it's the things that are holding you back that you're going to be set free of. So that as you come up out of the water, you're going to be completely free of all of that. And then secondly, baptism is kind of like what happens in the transformation of a butterfly, right? You guys know how that works. There's a caterpillar, it does a cocoon, and then it becomes a butterfly. The metamorphosis takes place. Well, in the same way, 
That's what happens to you. You go into the waters one person. And as you go under, it's like you go into a cocoon and you come out a completely different person. So there's a life before Christ. And today you're going to be getting a new life in Christ. That's what's going to happen to you. You guys are going to become a new creation, which is exactly what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. Or there's a metamorphosis that happens here. Which then in, in turn also makes it clear that baptism is not, nor has it ever been the finish line or the goal. Where once you make your confession of faith and then get baptized, that somehow you're done. And I've, I've run into a lot of Christians that think, well, I've, this, I've done this, so I'm done. That's not how it works. No, baptism is actually the starting line or the launching pad meant to propel you into the rest of your life. To, to, to open you up in a sense to, to a new life that's not just about you and what you want but a life devoted to following Jesus with everything that you are, which, by the way, is the kind of life that's not meant to be boring or or dull or some kind of burden, like somehow following Jesus' lane. No, new life in Christ is meant to be bigger and better than you could have ever imagined because this is the kind of life where you find your purpose and meaning. You find what it is that God created you to do and to be, and it really doesn't get any bigger or more amazing than you going out into the world and living your God-given purpose. So, do you guys think you're ready now? Once again, I'm going to need a little more excitement from you guys. Yeah? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you guys, you're going to head back to the baptistry, okay? Um, While I say a prayer, you'll just kind of go through those doors there. And then when you come out on the other side, you'll be completely different and new. So let us pray. You guys go ahead and go back while we pray. Father, this is one of these moments for these kids that they're never going to forget. This is the moment when they profess to the world that that you are number one in their life. You are the Lord of their life. And so again, what we pray is as they go through this sacred and, and holy act, that you will pour out your spirit upon them so that as they come up out of the water, they are set free, they are cleansed. When when they come out of the water, they will feel your presence, your love, your grace. They'll know that something is different and something is new. And then, O Lord, beyond baptism, beyond day, may this be the first day of the rest of their life where you enter in and mold and shape them into the people you have created them to be so they can go out into the world and do amazing things in your name. So, Father, we invite you into this place again. We invite you into these kids' lives. And may you transform your children forever. It's in your name and for our sake that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. And we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.